Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the November 1st, 2023, 196th edition, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is in Studio West, and we're here with the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's a Mansfield commentary sports, and conversation. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield prepares for the upcoming holiday season. And in sports, Timberview has handed their first defeat of the year. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with a local author about a longtime Texas tradition. We are Mansfield's only source for news and conversation. This is About Mansfield. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this, an enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grand View has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion, be it a wedding reception, corporate Christmas party, or community gathering. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grand View Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Brian McFadden, the Executive Director for Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. Anyone who has lived in Mansfield for even a short number of years has undoubtedly experienced the heartwarming surge of charitable giving and community support during the holidays. And now that Halloween 2023 is a thing of the past, this upcoming holiday season is no different. Per usual, residents and local businesses will be joining hands to spread joy and assistance to those in need. Numerous initiatives have already taken root with food drives, toy collections, and clothing donations being organized across the city, Mansfield's churches and nonprofit organizations will be working tirelessly to ensure that no family goes without during this festive period. Leading the charge, Mansfield Mission Center, Harvesting in Mansfield, Mansfield Cares, the St. Vincent de Paul Center, as well as the Red Cross Bucket Challenge and other great nonprofits. So... To my wonderful listeners, as we head into this holiday season, remember to open our hearts and our wallets with donations to support our neighbors in need, whether it's with your time, your talent, or your treasures. This year, let's showcase Mansfield's unwavering spirit of generosity and compassion with an overwhelming response. Mansfield has always been a community that cares deeply for its neighbors, and an outpouring of support during the holidays is a testament to our collective strength and kindness. As the holiday season draws near, Mansfield will shine as a beacon of compassion and unity, reminding us all of the true spirit of the season. That's my opinion. What's yours? 
Timberview is handed its first loss of the season, and we'll talk about it because sports is next. Imagine a city where innovation knows no bounds, where dreams take flight, and the future unfolds before your very eyes. Welcome to Mansfield, a beacon of growth and a testament to vision. In the heart of Mansfield, a remarkable transformation is underway. But it's not just about the physical landscape. It's about the spirit that drives us forward. A spirit of collaboration that bridges cultures, a spirit of entrepreneurship that fuels prosperity, and a spirit of community that binds us as one. Mansfield is more than just a place. It's a canvas where diversity paints the picture of progress. From art festivals that ignite creativity to tech hubs that redefine boundaries, this city celebrates every voice, every passion. Mansfield, where growth knows no limits and the vision is limitless. Brought to you by the unstoppable spirit of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. In sports, Timberview proved this past week that their football team is actually made up of humans as they suffered their first loss of the season. Richland down the Wolves 37-27. Junior running back Jalen Wolves had quite a game. 11 carries resulting in three touchdowns. The Richland defense kept Timberview senior quarterback Zurich Humes at bay. He was only able to connect five of 17 pass attempts. One of them, though, a 62-yard bomb to senior receiver Cameron Bates. Defensively, senior middle linebacker Kingsley Opara proved to be a major force, logging five tackles on the night. The 8-1 and one Wolves take on the 1-8 and eight Adams Thursday night at R.L. Anderson. Elsewhere, senior Quinlan Lindley kicked a game-winning field goal with two seconds left on the clock as your Mansfield Tigers nipped skyline 27-25. Mansfield moves to 6-3 and three on the season and takes on undefeated DeSoto Thursday night at Newsom. Summit down Joshua 30-zip and travels to Ennis on Friday. Cedar Hill bested Legacy 42-7. The Broncos go head-to-head Thursday night in Duncanville. And still looking for their first win of the season, Lakeridge was down by Waxahachie 30 to nothing. The Eagles travel to Cedar Hill this Thursday night. Taking a look at the highs and low scores across the state, in the panhandle, Groom defeated LaFour's 82-78, while in South Texas, McAllen traveled all of five minutes or so and nipped crosstown rivals McAllen Row 9-6. And the biggest goose egg in the state? North Crowley whooped Fort Worth Chisholm Trail 77-0. If you have a comment about the show, you know the news, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, doesn't matter. What's on your mind? You can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. This coming Friday, November 3rd, is National Sandwich Day, a day that's pretty universal after all. Who doesn't like a sandwich? It's believed that the sandwich is to be the namesake of John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, following the claim that he invented the first sandwich. As the story goes, back in 1762, he was playing cards and didn't want to leave the gaming table to eat, so he asked for a serving of roast beef to be placed between two slices of bread so he could eat it with his hand, a meal that changed dining forever. What are the top five sandwiches in the United States? Well, I'm glad you asked, because according to ChatGPT, they are number five, my favorite, the Reuben. Number four, the Philly cheesesteak. 
Number three, your basic grilled cheese. Number two, turkey and Swiss and the most popular sandwich in the United States. Number one, the classic, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. In the event that you're yearning for a sandwich this Friday, check out the sandwich specials around town. Subway Footlong, you can buy one and get one through their app using the promo code FREEFL. Jimmy John's has a dollar off coupon for their rewards members. McAllister's buy one, get one for their rewards members. And you know it's going to happen. Jersey Mike's will have some type of offer, just not available at the time of this recording. Personally, I'll take a number 13 Mike's way to go. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. A veteran's memorial, an open mic, and a haircut top this month's cultural arts calendar. Energy drinks, are they safe? I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. We'll talk about the best one to choose in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we are finishing up our series on the top questions that buyers and sellers ask on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may take you back to some childhood memories. We are Mansfield's only source for news, sports, and conversation. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. Congratulations to Robert Timms, who was the first person to correctly answer last week's Mansfield trivia question. What was Chris Burkett's title the day of his retirement? Robert knew that he retired as the assistant city manager. When we come back, this week's Mansfield trivia question. This is about Mansfield. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and are you ready to make your voice heard? Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, 
We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, where creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now, right here, this very second for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Colleen, it's your turn. Well, Steve, before its demise in 2019, the Mansfield News Mirror was the oldest newspaper in Tarrant County, having launched its initial publication in 1883, some 140 years ago. This week's trivia question is, what was the News Mirror's original name? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was the local newspaper called before its name was changed to the Mansfield News Mirror? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Amanda Rogers, Managing Editor of the Mansfield Record, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Lots of exciting things coming up in Mansfield this month. This being the first episode of the month, we always bring in the tourism manager from the city of Mansfield, that'd be Tim Roberts, to talk about the cultural arts calendar. Tim, welcome back. Oh, great to be back. Wrapping up a real busy October, but you know, the fun doesn't stop quite yet, for That's sure. Right. You're And you're enjoying this cold weather. Loving this cold weather. Live for it. As soon as it gets below 50, uh, that's where I'm in my zone. You're digging it. <laughs> you're you're wearing your, your heavy, heavy cowboy's jacket today. Y- yeah. You know, I mean, they, they've won at the moment. By the time this airs, maybe I'll be, have thrown it in the garbage, but we'll see. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, let's do, uh, the, as far as the cultural calendar goes, uh, let's go and split them up with the yeah. Far Best Theater and then what's happening at the lot. We'll do these chronologically. So starting with the Far Best Theater, oh, oh my gosh, the, it, whether whether it's the Barbara Seville or, or Sweeney Todd, um, one of my favorite uh, stage performances and is coming to the Far Best Theater. Yep. Uh, wrapping up kind of the Halloween season into the first week in November from yeah. the 3rd to the 5th, uh, MPM Studio Theaters presenting Sweeney Todd, the high school edition. So uh, if you're worried about oh, some of the content, it's a little bit more family friendly. I mean, I'm not taking my 
18 month old to go see it, but a chilling, uh, perfect way to wrap up the Halloween spooky season into the first weekend of November. Sweeney Todd, November 3rd through the 5th at the Far Best Theater. Let's uh, talk about November 9th. November 9th, the open mic night, uh, headed up by a local poet, uh, spoken word artist Michael Gwynn, who's also going to be our artist of the month uh, this month. So you can check out his feature uh, over on Facebook. Uh, just a great time for the community to come out. Everybody's welcome, whether you're Spoken word, poetry, music, one-act play, anything you want to offer. Uh, it's just a very f- welcoming, friendly place to showcase your talents. So when it's poetry, do we clap by snapping our fingers? You know what? I mean, I think you're welcome to do that. I think it's more jazz club than a far best <laughs> theater. But, I, you know, b- bring good vibes because it's just a great place to, you know, if you're new, even new to it, no judgment there. You're going to have a great time performing. That's open mic night on November 9th. Uh, moving to the 11th, this is something I've not heard of, the Luminosity Theater. Tell me about that. Yeah, this is a big event they've been putting on for a while. It's their great sing-off. It's going to be a giant musical competition. Imagine American Idol, but it's right here in Mansfield. Hmm. Uh, when you buy your ticket, you'll actually be given little tokens to vote with. And there's going to be a big grand winner uh, for a singing competition at the Far Best Theater on November 11th, uh, headed up by Luminosity Theater center and it's kind of their big fundraiser uh, for their calendar year as well so check that out and then november 12th you're back uh, again with another pre- uh, presentation yeah pizza chapel theater company they do their monthly pay what you can theater classes every uh i believe second sunday of the month uh come out just pay whatever you can uh get some real quirky hands-on acting lessons nice And then wrapping up the month of November, uh, because obviously we got Thanksgiving toward the end of the month. So November 18th, uh, my friends over at Sunshine Yoga. Yeah, they are putting on their Aerial Yoga Showcase. If you've seen them out before, some of our events like Music Alley, uh, it is essentially a miniature Cirque du Soleil. They are on the the ropes, the high wires, essentially spinning, flipping. It's spectacular stuff. And they're doing their annual showcase right there at the Far Best Theater on November 18th. That's it for the Far Best Theater. Let's move over to to the lot now, also on November 18th. And, um, you know, this is one of my favorite events that happens every (laughs) Saturday here in Mansfield. November 18th is, though... The final farm and cottage market of the year. There'll be uh, 4th, 11th, and 18th. They'll still be there every single Saturday. But if you want to check out the farm and cottage market, your last shot is November 18th. As we said, it gets a little bit cooler, a little bit harder to grow those fresh fruits and vegetables. So that's when they wrap up their calendar year. They'll be back in December for a one-off. We'll talk about that a month from now. Uh, But that's your last chance for the weekly market. And, of course, great performances on the stage as always. November 10th and 11th sounds like a really nice event that's going to take place at the lot. Yeah, obviously it's our big Veterans Day weekend. It actually, Saturday falls on Veterans Day, so perfect timing. Uh, Kicking it off the 10th through the 12th, we have the Traveling Remember Our Fallen Memorial that's come to the town a third straight year. It's just a beautiful, moving, photographic memorial that showcases every single soldier who's lost his life or her life since 9-11. So it's a very breathtaking, moving memorial uh, that you'll want to check out at the lot downtown. And then right there in the middle on November 11th, we have our annual Veterans Day Parade and Salute, which will come straight down uh, Main Street, starting at uh, Legacy High School, come right down end at the lot. And at the lot is where we'll have our musical salute with uh, bands, performances. Uh, It's just always a a spectacular time out there, really a moving day. 
Uh, so be sure to be out there that whole weekend at the lot downtown, historic downtown Mansfield. That's November 10th through the 12th with the memorial at the lot and highlighted November 11th by the Veterans Day Parade and Salute. And finally, this is also a great event uh, to start the Christmas season, December 1st. December 1st is what kicks off essentially our whole hometown holidays calendar. And of course, we won't have the podcast out for December yet, so I had to slip this one in next month. Uh, That's going to be our big tree lighting and drone show over at the lot downtown. And it's also the start of Light the Lot. We're going to absolutely have that place decked out top to bottom, beautiful holiday decor. And that'll be open all month long, every single night, passive entertainment. Just go grab a bite to eat, walk around, get those great uh, family photos throughout the entire month of December into January. So December 1st is when it all kicks off. There's a lot more events to the rest of December, but we'll touch on those next month. You can get the full calendar, however, at mansfieldhometownholidays.com, and you can see everything we have going on right there. That is the Cultural Arts Calendar. That is Tim Roberts, Tourism Manager from the City of Mansfield. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next month. Can't wait. Angel Biasati has the ups and downs regarding energy drinks in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? With so many energy drinks on the market, and some with the caffeine equivalent of six sodas, how do you know which one is good to choose? Weight loss nurse practitioner Ashley Attaway What is the healthiest drink? Energy drinks are often grabbed to help people get through a long day, a big test coming up, an all-nighter they have to get through, or a big game. People drink them because they have much more caffeine than coffee. Coffee has an average of 100 milligrams of caffeine, and most energy drinks have 200 milligrams. That's double the amount in coffee or more. First, it may be in your best interest to choose a brand with less caffeine and less sugar. And be sure that you don't have allergies to taurine, guarana, or L-carnitine that may have some nasty side effects. Some energy drinks are also loaded with vitamins and minerals. If you have to consume an energy drink, do so on a full stomach so you don't have gastrointestinal issues and keep the caffeine level under 400 milligrams per day. The popular Bang Energy Drink has 300 milligrams of caffeine and one 16-ounce serving. Celsius has 200 milligrams, and others have less than 100 milligrams. So look for the energy drinks that have less caffeine and don't overconsume caffeine. An overconsumption of caffeine can cause headaches, insomnia, nervousness, irritability, muscle tremors, and rapid heartbeat. Also, look at the sugar content in energy drinks. Monster has 54 grams or a quarter cup of sugar. The daily recommended intake of added sugar is less than 25 grams for women and 36 grams for men. So one can of Monster is more than your entire day's worth of added sugar. What are some better alternatives to get your energy up without using energy drinks that can be found naturally. My best advice is to stay hydrated and get enough water. Our bodies are 50 to 70% water and our brains are 90% water. Without enough water, we will never be able to function at the ability we need. You should consume at least eight, eight ounce glasses of water. This is a good estimate. If you're working out or sweating excessively, you will need more water. Check the color of your urine. If it's a dark yellow, you need to consume more water. 
The lighter the color, the more hydrated you are. Another natural energy drink is tea. Green tea and black tea have higher levels of caffeine. Tea also has antioxidants, which help protect against free radicals and may help protect against heart disease, cancer, and other chronic diseases. Fresh juice or 100% juice may also provide energy from its natural sugar. There's still a lot of sugar, so you only need one 8-ounce glass a day. You will also find a lot of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants in a glass of juice. Real whole fruit is always the best because you have fiber that helps with keeping you full. You could also, instead of juicing the fruit, blend it, and you would retain some of its fiber. Blending it with spinach and other vegetables or nuts is a great healthy snack with lots of energy-boosting ingredients. Coffee overall is a good energy-boosting drink. It has natural caffeine and even some of those antioxidants that help keep us healthy. Another way to boost your energy is to get enough sleep. I really know how difficult this can be, especially being a parent, but getting that six to eight hours of sleep is so beneficial to our bodies being able to function. As much as possible, making sure you get enough sleep will be a game changer to how you feel. Sometimes we forget to eat and using an energy drink to supplement our diet will mess up your blood sugar and cause us to have highs and lows. If you really wanna boost your energy, Eat a protein and carb together for a healthy energy-boosting snack. Thank you, Ashley, for giving us tips on what can help us get more energy. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke answers more questions that home sellers have on their minds in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. For the last few weeks, I shared with you top questions asked by buyers, and now we are finishing up with the rest of the top questions that sellers ask. Question one, how long does it typically take to sell a home? If you ask anyone who sold in 2021 and 2022, the answer would probably be less than one weekend. But the time it takes to sell a home can vary widely depending on several factors. The condition of the real estate market, your property's location, its price, and overall market conditions all play a significant role. In a seller's market, where demand is high and supply is limited, homes tend to sell more quickly. In a buyer's market, with more supply than demand, it may take longer to secure a buyer. On average, the process from listing to closing can take several weeks to a few months, but individual circumstances can differ. One way to know for sure what type of market we are experiencing is to listen every week to the Mansfield Real Estate Report right here on the About Mansfield podcast. Stay tuned to the end of today's report for more about current market conditions. Question two, what happens during a home inspection for a buyer? A home inspection for a buyer is a detailed evaluation of a property's condition conducted by a qualified home inspector. The inspector assesses various components such as foundation, roof, electrical systems, plumbing, HVAC, and the overall structural integrity of the home. They then provide a comprehensive report detailing any issues or areas that may require attention. The buyer can use this information to negotiate with the seller for necessary repairs or adjustments to the purchase price. A thorough home inspection can uncover potential problems, allowing buyers to make an informed decision. As a seller, we anxiously await the buyer's request and most will hold their proverbial breath until they get them in hand. Once received, the seller can agree to all of the repairs, 
They can agree to some of them or even none of them. Or maybe the seller will offer a credit to the buyer to address the repairs after closing. Question three, can I sell my home while still living in it? Yes, you can sell your home while still residing in it. Many sellers choose this option often because it is more convenient and cost-effective than moving out before selling. However, it does require careful planning and cooperation between you, your real estate agent, and potential buyers. During the selling process, you'll need to maintain a clean and presentable home for showings and open houses. You should also be prepared to accommodate buyers' schedules and provide access for inspections and appraisals. Another great option is the Buy Before You Sell program which allows you to buy the new home, get completely moved out, and then make the departing house ready to sell and put it on the market looking its best and ready for a quick sale. Question four, what happens if my home doesn't sell? If your home doesn't sell within the expected time frame, it's essential to reevaluate your selling strategy. You can start by working closely with your real estate agent to assess the reasons your home may not be attracting buyers. Adjusting the listing price, revising marketing efforts, or making necessary repairs and improvement can enhance your property's overall appeal. Additionally, you might explore alternatives such as leasing the property. An experienced agent can provide valuable insights and recommendations to help you achieve a successful sale. Question five, what is a contingency in a real estate contract? A contingency in a real estate contract is a condition that must be met for the contract to progress to closing. Contingencies are safeguards that protect both the buyer and the seller, ensuring that specific conditions are satisfied before that deal is finalized. Common contingencies include a satisfactory home inspection, obtaining financing, and the sale of the buyer's existing home. If a contingency is not met, the contract can be voided, and the parties can negotiate changes to the terms or even terminate the contract without financial penalties. Contingencies provide flexibility and fairness in real estate transactions by allowing parties to address unforeseen issues. And of course, we know there are never unforeseen issues. As of this recording, I have a seller who's refusing to clear out their personal belongings from inside a house for a closing this week, and for good measure is refusing to take our calls so we can work on a solution. Just another day here in real estate paradise. Now let's talk about the current market we find ourselves in. If you ask just about any real estate agent today, how's the market? The answer might just be, it's just weird. And weird it is. Interest rates nearing 8% have created an affordability crisis for many buyers, 28 million of them to be exact. For the first time in at least 15 years, it may be less costly to rent than to buy. And that has taken a huge number of buyers out of the market. You would think that would shift the market from a seller's market to a buyer's market and prices would be falling, but they're not. And here's why. Available inventory of homes is still incredibly low, primarily because many current homeowners have such low interest rates on their existing homes that they are making it work even when the home doesn't serve them any longer, making it still a very solid seller's market. Some Mansfield homes are selling in a week, while across the street, one might sit for 60 days or more. The skill to know how to make your home sell on your specific timeline is more important than ever. We are reaching deep into our toolkits to help sellers reach their goals during this really weird market. Predictions are more of the same for a while. The Federal Reserve meets again this week, and we can only hope that they leave rates where they are, but cuts are a lot further off than we had all wanted or hoped for. 
rest assured your real estate professional is ready to have a conversation with you about your plans and how we can make sure that you are ready for the move when the time is right for you and your family. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, Brian Certain kicks off his series of fall-related drinks by mixing bourbon and marshmallows in the cocktail of the week. Brian? In this week's cocktail of the week, I'll be introducing the s'mores old-fashioned. So if you want to have a fun twist on a classic cocktail, try making the s'mores old-fashioned. This indulgent drink perfectly captures the flavor of the classic campfire treat in a cocktail form. Don't worry about taking notes as I'm giving out the ingredients and instructions. I always post them on bourbongospel.com. You can also sign up on bourbongospel.com and have the Cocktail of the Week delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the S'mores Old Fashioned. The ingredients, you'll need some Woodford chocolate bitters, a sugar cube, the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond bourbon, you know it's my kitchen favorite, four to five mini marshmallows, and 151 rum or other high-proof alcohol for flambéing. To make the cocktail, you're going to place the sugar cube in an old-fashioned glass and soak it with two to four dashes of chocolate bitters. Let it sit for a minute to allow the sugar to absorb in the bitters. Then you're going to place a small amount of 151 rum or other high-proof spirit into the glass and muddle thoroughly. And now comes the fun part. You're going to skewer three to four small or one large marshmallow. You're going to light the 151 in the glass and place the marshmallow over the fire roasting the marshmallow. After the fire is burned off, add two ounces of the Evan Williams 100-proof bottled and bond bourbon Add one ice cube to the glass and then stir gently with a bar spoon to incorporate the ingredients. The high-proof bonded bourbon provides a solid base spirit while the chocolate bitters mimic the rich cocoa flavors of the s'more. Flambéing the marshmallow lends a perfectly toasted sweetness and aroma. This is a fun, interactive cocktail that cleverly infuses the nostalgia of campfire s'mores into a classic whiskey drink form. And while I can't promise the s'mores old-fashioned, I can promise a great time tonight, November 1st, as Bourbon Gospel hosts Happy Hour at Henry's Cigar Lounge. Henry's is located at 101 South Main here in downtown Mansfield. If you'd like to be on the guest list for tonight, you can email me at brian at bourbongospel.com. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input, and you could reach me at that same, brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. We're back in 60 seconds with our interview with author Amy Schultz. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction. And after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my 
insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, I'm Haley Hudson, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And if you hear a little giggle in the voice, yeah, we have, prior to recording... uh, already had a great conversation with with the the guest in the studio today and the guest is she's an author and it is so so texas i'm sure if you've ever been to a a high school football game you can relate to this topic and first of all amy j schultz welcome to about mansfield thank you i am so excited to be here today and the name of your book momentous Yes. Mum-mentis. Let's just go and break that down. Mum. Let's do that. Mum. Mum-mentis. And I love the The, subtitle. The Latin form of homecoming mom is (laughs) mum-mentis. And the the subtitle, original photos and mostly true stories about football, glue guns, moms, and a supersized high school tradition that was born deep in the heart of Texas. (gasps) That's a mouthful. Yeah, the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the book. That's right the there. book right there. What prompted you to write a book called Mummentus? Well, I started writing a book called Mum's the Word. Oh, nice. That was my working title. Okay. And actually, after a little while, I realized that for people outside of Texas, mum wasn't the word at all because they didn't know what we were talking about. So the other 49 states have, are missing out on quite a tradition. Not only that, yes. When I posted when my daughter was in high school uh, 2019, I had posted a photo of her and her mom. And I, as, as a quote, I wish I had a Bible here to put my hand on it. Uh, I, a young lady that I knew from, from California, she says, what in the wide world of sports is that? <laughs> you know, mom making kind of is a sport now that yeah. you mention oh. it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I um, you mentioned a young lady in California saying, what the heck was that? So yeah. I grew up in Florida. I didn't grow up in Texas. Um, however, I did have a homecoming mom when I was in school. However... Ours was um, kind of the old school live chrysanthemum corsage that came out of a little box and had a couple ribbons on it. Started as a flower, right? Started as a flower. Started as a flower in Texas and everywhere else in the United States. And so when I moved to Texas in the 2000s as an adult, um, you know, I I went to Michael's during the fall like you do, and I see these mum-making supplies. And I I mean, I kind of knew what I was looking at. Like, I... This sort of looks like maybe homecoming moms, but I, I, it just, you know, I just didn't get it. And this is the story that you hear over and over from everybody who's moved um, to Texas from everywhere else. Like, where did this tradition come from? And so I'm a photographer and I'm a writer and I was curious about it. And because I was an adult, I had an adult's curiosity. And so I asked my um, friends, you know, tell me about this tradition. And one of my friends said, well, why don't you just let me show you? And that's kind of how it got started. I brought my camera with me, and I went to a 
mum making party because uh-huh. that's what ladies do. We get together and we craft. And I'm watching these women doing this crafting and they gave me a glue gun and about two minutes later they took it away because I was terrible <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, but they let me cut ribbon in equal length. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. However, I um, mostly shot pictures. And, you know, sometimes when you're, I don't know, this is just me as a photographer, but when I got home and I'm looking at the pictures that I shot and I'm looking at these women doing these crafts and it hit me. This is a quilting bee or a church, um, you know, like covered a supper or scrapbooking or, or bunko or yeah, all of the things or that we do. Wine drinking night. It's a it's a social activity, but then there's sort of this community building aspect because these are women that didn't know each other outside of mum making. Okay, and it hit me that I was on to something more than just what. The kids' side of the story was, I got curious about the adult side of the story, and that's how I ended up writing a book. How did it go from a flower to a to to fifty pounds of ribbon, though? I, that's, <laughs> that's a great question. That's why I'm the host. That's right. That's I a asked, great question. I asked the questions. <laughs> it, yeah. How? how did, what, but what? Was it a, a dry summer and that that no mums grew? So they said, "Hey, let's use ribbon." Or I mean, that's a pretty good guess. Um, Actually, it was a very healthy decade in Texas after World War II. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody moved to Texas, and we were building high schools as fast as we could. And the homecoming mom tradition was exactly the same in Texas as it was everywhere else. But we had this huge population growth, and florists couldn't keep up with demand. Mm. And also, this was a time of you know economic prosperity in this country, and so we were manufacturing better, we were making plastic flowers better, and there was there was a need to convince consumers that it was acceptable to replace a live flower, which was what was fashionable, with an artificial one. That took a little while. What really tipped it yeah. was when. DIY crafting really came on the scene. And if you think about DIY crafting, it started out as a need to save money. So now we're fast forwarding to like the 70s and um, early 70s. All of the supplies were in the pipeline, but kids and moms weren't too into artificial flowers because they wanted real ones. DIYs like cooking at home. Uh, DIYs like cooking up a mom at home, right? Yeah, yeah, as opposed to going out to eat. Exactly. You're going to save money by doing things at home. Yeah. And so um, as these crafting supplies are sort of moving into the market, um, where did they start? That's that's the big question to ask ourselves. Okay, let me ask you, where did they start? Well, they started in Michael's. Well, let me ask you, (laughs) where's Michael? Where did Michael start? Uh, Dallas, Texas. No kidding. About two or three years later, Hobby Lobby enters the scene. Guess sure. where Hobby Lobby's headquarters are? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Pretty close, oh. except folks in Oklahoma are going to boo. Oh. <laughs> Oklahoma City. So the supply chain of DIY crafting started basically in North Texas. Hmm. And so the the answer, the simple answer to the question is why? Because it all started in Texas and moms and kids were like, oh boy, we're going to give the power to the people, I'm going to make my own mom. And if you let a mom make a mom for the kid that they love, they're going to go extra. Oh, yeah. And there's no stopping them. And since the 70s, we've just been getting bigger and bigger. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I've... The first mom that I saw was in uh, 2004, so 2004. We moved here from another land. And, And so... 
2004, my next door neighbor, she was a senior in high school, and she's wearing this thing on her arm. And I'm like, okay, I've never seen... I know what a corsage is. I know what a boutonniere is. Never seen anything like that before. And 2004 was rather tame. For sure. Compared to what I'm seeing nowadays. Right. Now, you're saying so back in the 70s, when was the the bringing in the the fake flowers and they and that was actually just replacing the actual flower right the ribbons and the the uh the other accoutrements that go with it are the, that those came later sure so the kind of the experimentation began when the flower went artificial it could carry more weight yeah so that's when the experimentation really began. And so customers were demanding, oh, well, I want school colors in the ribbons. And oh, well, I want to add trinkets. And I want to add gigas. And I want this mom. Gigas? Yeah, that's my word. Okay. Actually, trinkets. <laughs> trinket is actually the word in the industry to describe the little shapes of like little cheerleader pom-poms and yeah. footballs and things. That's musical what it, notes. Musical and... notes to represent the kids' um, activities. They're called trinkets. And geek. Giga. Giga. Okay. Yeah, well that I might have made that up. All right, that's cool. It can <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So as more of these kind of supplies entered into the market, then mums got needed to get bigger to carry all of this customization or personalization. And so um we started inventing things like let's differentiate a senior mum from an underclassman mom. And let's start creating traditions around senior moms being larger than the other moms. And those traditions are really still in play today at sort of at the mega scale. Um, the other factor that really has driven the growth and complexity, I guess you might say, of mom design mm-hmm. is the professional mom maker side of the story. Ah. Okay, because you've got your group of moms. That's moms, not mums, unless we're across the, the, pond. the pond. But then you've also got those that are that are. You can hire me, and that's all I do for 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 about a month and a half nonstop is make mums. Right, except and, it's more like six months. Oh, six months. Mm-hmm. They're they're going. They are especially established professional mum makers. So typically, a professional mum maker will work for six months, but then there's a buying season before that. Oh, wow. Um, And then there's the vacation wine drinking season, right? In between. (laughs) Bless. So um, professional mum makers are really the kind of the hidden uh, fuel behind this tradition. I don't know how hidden they are, but I don't know that typically people don't think about them as a comprehensive group of people. So I I did a little research and I found out that professional mum makers are in the thousands across the state of Texas. Wow. And they are organized. There is a professional mum making association. A union. A, more, well, more like a buying collective, okay. actually. That um Well, that would make sense that if if you know who's got some extra silver uh, uh ribbon that that uh, with lace on the side of it because uh th- this area ran out and and you can ship around the state. That is absolutely how it started. Bingo. F- friendly mum makers who saw themselves more as friends than competitors because this is sort of what a woman-owned business is all about. If I'm a mum maker in Houston, I'm not really a competitor with the mum maker in Dallas. Nope. Right? So why can't I share ideas? But what's interesting about this power that they have developed over the years is now they're a buying collective to China. 
So now they are influencing the supply chain directly from the manufacturers and saying, you know what? Rose gold is going to be hot this year. We need more rose gold. Or Barbie pink is what's going to be happening in 2023, and we can't run out. And so they are a very sophisticated group of people who are really influencing the entire supply chain. And let's also not forget the wholesalers. Because there's a whole group of wholesalers across the state of Texas who are also bringing in all of these supplies. And wholesaling of mom supplies really got going in the 70s as well. So these could be people who have uh, corporate accounts with, uh, what's it, tra- Chinese trading account or a company, what's it Most called? Most likely. Um, where where you buy all the cheap um, inflatables and stuff like that. Right. I, wow. Right. It's, it's, I, I, I knew it was big business for the moms, but I was totally unaware. I mean, I, I know uh, there are a few people around here that that will say, I will see them on social media going, oh yeah, hire me to do that. But uh, they're booking six months out. Yeah, it's remarkable. And you know that'd be that'd be a pretty good gig. Work six months and then uh, sure. and then take six months off. For sure. One of my favorite mom makers makes moms. Um, on the side. I mean, I don't even know how to say that because she really works all the time, but she has a day job as an engineer. Okay. Um, so she, uh, and her specialty is really um, intricate braiding and technique. And so these mum makers that have been in business for 15 or 20 years, they're known for their techniques and are sought after because they are so specialized mm. and they can do, you know, they can do high end, they can do smaller mums, et cetera, but they have really built a reputation and they book out. So they, you know, they know what their capacity is, and so if she knows, you know, I only got ten hours a week to to you know to, to run my bum business, right. then I can only take X number of customers, and her pricing will reflect that. So it, I'm the, I'm, I'm I mean, I was a business major in school, and I'm also an artist, so I'm sort of interested in both sides of the creative aspect of mum making, but also kind of the economics of it. There are um, over three thousand high schools in Texas, if we want to talk about scope. And most of them have homecoming, right? I would think so. Yep. And I'm guessing that if there's a there's a professional mum maker probably in every town. And if there's a professional mum maker, she's got a competitor. So that's minimally six thousand mum makers across the state. If there is a professional mum maker, or if you know a professional mum maker here in Mansfield, shoot me an email. I would love to know who you are and and we'll mention you in next week's uh next week's podcast. Uh let's talk about your book. Okay. Why'd you write it? <laughs> I mean, let's start with curiosity. Yeah. I, for yeah. sure, curiosity. So it started as a photography project. Because you're a photographer. Right. And so I took these pictures of people making mums, and I got more curious about the tradition. But, you know, when you take pictures of people, you also... I find myself wanting to hear the story as well as see the story. So I started gathering these amazing stories from people in our area. So primarily, I focused on DFW for my photography because that's where I live. But as I met people, my story collecting ended up being all over the state. And that's when I knew I was um, on my way to a book. That being said, I, I mean, not to get overly sentimental here, but I started kind of thinking about my own mom while I was writing the book. Now, she didn't make moms, yeah. but you know she made my goofy costumes for uh, when I was in the sixth grade play and in Girl Scouts. And you know she was a 
the kind of mom that would roll up her sleeves and and do what I needed to have done for school. And it made me appreciate her. And it kind of, I mean, she's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And it kind of made me want to say, thanks, mom, one more time. Yeah. So in a way, this is another way for me to say, thanks, mom, for all those crazy things that you (laughs) did for me all those years growing up. You brought me a copy of the book. I'm holding it in my hand and it is a beautiful hardbound book. So don't, uh, don't go looking for a paperback when you go to, uh, to the bookstore. It, hardbound. It's uh, it's got a cover uh, that is uh, that is in color, and it's it's and lots of photos. Which, lots of uh, photos. So you mentioned that your your travels around DFW are documented in this book. Uh, let's let's narrow this down. Uh, you're from the Mansfield Arlington area. Are any of the stories? From this area? Yes, absolutely. Tell um, me one. So there's several stories several. Okay. in the Arlington Mansfield area. Actually, the first person that I met with, now I will say up front, that I took the names out of the storytelling. Oh, to protect the innocent. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? There were some stories that were kind of personal. And people said, I want to tell you my story, but I don't want you to put my name. And I said, okay, let's just take all the names out. But there's a photograph um, in the book of four moms, a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior mom that was shot in the home of a Mansfield mom. Um, actually, it was one of the first photos that I shot after that mom-making session I told you about. Sure. Because my friends said, you know... Moms aren't just one day. Moms hang around. And, you know, I'm not not from being around here. It never occurred to me that a mom would live on on somebody's wall. Well, of course they do. Yeah. Um, so this Mansfield mom invited me over to um, her home and into her daughter's um, bedroom. Daughter's off to college at this point. Mm-hmm. And there's those four moms oh, hanging wow. on the wall. Wow. And then I realized, oh, this is like a charm bracelet or you know a collectible that you don't just wear for a day you keep it and you you see it on your wall and it sort of reminds you of who you are and who you're becoming it's a rite of passage it's a rite of passage it's very quinceanera like yeah almost um i don't know if anybody in mansfield does the cotillion circuit but there's a Mm. when you see a senior mom there is something very much reminiscent of a rite of passage because senior moms are typically white rather than school colors. Mm-hmm. Um, per mitzvah, bat mitzvah, commun- first community, like all of those rites of passages are very, uh, to me, without having grown up with the tradition, that's the first thing I thought when I saw a senior mom was. Well, wow. and that's one thing that, that my daughter had mentioned when it came time for the mom was that no, 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 it has to be white. Why your colors are black and gold? Isn't isn't that what Mansfield? I think Mansfield High is black and gold. And no, Dad, you don't understand. I'm a senior. It has to be white. Come on, Dad. I, and 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 get your pocketbook out. What are you What are you waiting for? This is <laughs> uh, this mom's going to cost 150 dollars. I'm like, wait, wait. It's a bunch of <laughs> ribbon and glue. And so, was I overreacting? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here to judge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that if you don't know the tradition, anything that's $150 sounds like, wow, that's that's quite an investment when you're thinking it's only one day. But yep. it's not only one day. It's really a kind of a compilation of a lifetime. Um, and also... So like like the, a wedding dress. Mm, is, uh, But a wedding dress is something that you're going to have... 
uh, forever. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, that for some people, that is the category of sentimentality. Right. I, but isn't a mum the same can, thing? A, a, yes. a reminder, a, uh, a something to reminisce about your high school day. For sure. I'm going to look at my mom going, you know, I was in the band and I had to hang it up on the- uh, the Chain link fence. The chain link fence to, so I could play my trombone and-, and but I don't know. It's it's mums. Mums. It's a thing. It's, and for boys, they're called garters. Yes. And they're equally no, not, not, not as large, but but large. They're large. Yeah. For sure. Do you have garters in the book too? I sure do. I'm equal opportunist so when it comes this, to my mum coverage. This mum momentous garters. <laughs> momentous garters, exactly. <laughs> I kind of like to talk about the cost of mums, actually, because I've sort of wrestled with that myself as I wrote the book. Because I, you know, I didn't really go into this being pro or con. I just was curious. Yeah. And I certainly heard people um, bemoan the fact that mums cost so much. And I, I think that's a very fair statement. Mm-hmm. But I also met a lot of kids that decided to kind of go an alternative way that didn't cost them as much, but was just as much fun. So for instance, I met a girl at Arlington, actually, she was a senior, she wasn't going to have a mom, didn't wasn't dating anybody wasn't, you know, thinking that a mom was something she wanted to do. And then the day before homecoming, she's like, dang it, I really do want to have a mom. So she went over to her grandma's house and they went digging through her grandma's cedar chest and they pulled out all kinds of crazy artificial flowers had nothing to do with a chrysanthemum and all kinds of crazy ribbons. And she and her grandma made a mom out of stuff that came out of the cedar chest. It cost them nothing other than the hot glue that stuck it together. And you should have seen her that day. She was so proud of that mom. And it was because she and her grandma had made it. And I don't think there was anything less special about that mom as compared to a mom that someone might have spent hundreds of dollars on. In fact, it was probably more special um, because that that had a meaning and a moment with her grandmother attached to it. So... I'm finding that there's just lots of different ways to have a mom. Sure. And I love that about the tradition because when mom started, the only way you got a mom was if you had a boyfriend oh, or yeah. had a Who date. Oh, gave it to you. Right. Yeah. And that is not true anymore. And so I would say it's a tradition that's becoming, over the hundred years that it's existed, sure. a more inclusive tradition. It's just a matter of students understanding that if they want to have a mom, they can have a mom, and they don't have to do it in any particular way. There's no right or wrong way to have a mom anymore. Getting back to the book, who's your target audience? Who's going to read momentous original photos and mostly true stories about football, glue guns, moms, and a supersized high school tradition that was born deep in the heart of Texas? <laughs> so it gave you a chance to drink a, some water. There. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. I try not to gulp too loudly into your microphone. Um, who's going to buy uh, your so book? Who's going to buy my yes. book? So since the book is full of great stories about women and community in Texas and funny stories and sentimental stories, I think that if you are someone who lives in the state of Texas that owns a glue gun, this is a book for you. I also think Mm -hmm. that if you have bless their hearts, relatives that live outside of Texas, that you have tried for years to explain to them what you mean when you say everything's bigger in Texas, Mm -hmm. you give them this book and they'll get it. So if you own a glue gun, if you've ever been to Michael's, if you've ever been to Hobby Lobby, if you have a relative that lives outside of Texas... Bless their hearts. Yes. 
<laughs> we got here as quickly as possible. I, it took me 44 years, but we got here. Hooray. And that's who should buy the book, is someone who appreciates the Texas tradition. Yes. I, you know, or I've had a, a, or a, a, Texas. Tra- a, tra- a Texas tradition. I will say that, I, you know, everybody who writes a book gets reviews. And so one of the things that surprised me about some folks that reviewed the book also said they felt like it was a lighthearted, mm-hmm. but also a, sort of a realistic look at women's studies. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I never thought about it like that because I don't have a PhD in that, so no. I didn't think about it that way. But, but once it was said to me, I recognized that, you know, wh- this is what women do: we defend traditions. Who's most likely, if you went to grandma's house for Christmas every year, it's because your mom or another female relative in your family was the one that kind of rallied the troops and got it to happen. And really, this is what homecoming moms are all about, women rallying people around traditions in in their communities, in their schools, in their families. And so I I think that that's a little bit uh, adjacent to women's studies. And so if people are interested in that and and that that particular role that women play, um, I think they'd be interested in this book too, regardless of the fact that it's a Texas-specific tradition. So it's a sociological study. I suppose. All right. The book is called Momentous, Mum-mentous. Now, now I keep putting two M's in there, Mum-mentous. Uh, May I tell you how that breaks tell down? Me. Okay. It's, re- remember earlier I mentioned that the working title originally was Mum's the, the Word, and I needed to go beyond that. Uh-huh. So Mum-mentous, break it down, it's what the mums meant to us, momentous. Oh my gosh. My mind is just exploded. Boom. What the mum meant to us. Amy J. Schultz, momentous original photos and mostly true stories about football, glue guns, moms, and a supersized high school tradition that was born right here, right here in the deep, in the heart of Texas. Uh, folks, go out and get this book because it's, it's, uh, it's a great read. It's something that you want to put on your coffee table and and have uh, have other people read as well. So, um, Amy J. Schultz, what a what a I've enjoyed this twenty Super minutes. Super fun, me and too. And twenty minutes goes like that, doesn't it? Sure does. Yep. Let's have another twenty some other time. I'll write another book real quick. You got it. Thanks, All right. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. So fun. Thank you so much. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another fine Mansfield resident. You'll just have to tune in to find out. In the meantime, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and conversation. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast. If you haven't already, so you never miss an episode, it's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never, ever send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar, Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Andrew Miner. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this 
is about Mansfield. 